Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to a mini podcast, a squid bit for the Big Squid Podcast. My name is Justin Hamilton and uh, this is our next episode that is covering the TV show Severance. We're already up to episode five and it is so good. Uh, I'm really, really loving this. This is completely in my wheelhouse. So uh, this is just a kind of... Uh, you know, a little bit of a recap and uh, a theory as well. Like, I don't want to get too much into theories and I'll explain why later on. But uh, yeah, this is just an opportunity to uh, discuss it with you and uh, then I'll let you know where you can uh, leave some thoughts uh, about what you might think is going on. I That's part of what I love about these shows is theorizing and hearing people's uh, ideas and it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong like I don't care I just like being able to discuss something like this so uh, the latest episode is called the grim barbarity of optics and design <laughs> which is also just a fantastic title just a just a great great title uh, before we get into it, though, I'm going to tell you about a dream I had last night, which is always terrifying when someone wants to tell you about their dreams, but it feels relevant to this podcast. Uh, in this dream, I was at a gig in a fairly big room with a lot of comedians, some that I really like, and, uh, you know, to be honest, some that I'm not a big fan of. Anyway, I was going to be performing later in this particular show and I was sitting in the audience watching uh, the first lot of acts that were on. This is something that I've always done. It gives you a feel for the room, gives you a vibe, etc. And uh, while I'm watching the show, which I felt like I was kind of enjoying, I realised, oh, I'm on soon and 
I'm sitting in my basketball uniform, my district Woodville Warriors uniform, green and gold, mesh singlets, mesh shorts, and uh, had a little panic attack. So I quickly sidled uh, down the uh, aisle out of the room and raced downstairs to the green room to get changed. And then it turned out there was a break. Uh, so I could relax and I started talking to some of the comedians again. And then at some point the second half began and I was back in the audience and I was watching the comedian on stage who by chance was Alex J, one of the comedians I do like, who will be appearing on the podcast soon. But I was watching Alex J and she was doing really well. And then I realised I was still dressed in my basketball uniform again. So I raced downstairs, but this time I... Don't really know why I decided to do this rather than take off those clothes and put on the clothes that I was going to wear for the gig. I tried to get changed over my uniform, which was, of course, a terrible idea because I'm trying to pull on black jeans over basketball boots and it was a disaster. I also realized I was sweating like I just played a game. I stank of sweat and I could hear Alex above about to finish and I still couldn't get my jeans on. And it was at this point that I woke up. And the feeling I had in the dream and and also followed me into the real world, you know, for those few seconds when you realize, no, 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 I'm here. I'm, I'm not in that world. I'm, I'm here now. So that very specific feeling of existential dread, uh, it, it, it's the same dread I have when I'm watching Severance. And not the dread that I feel for me, but the feeling of dread I have for the characters. So let's consider Heli. Last episode, she attempted suicide by hanging herself in the elevator, which then proceeds to take her down to the ground level. As we all know, you transition between your two lives when you ride in the lift. So the Heli who struggles to find a foothold is the outer Heli. So imagine that, you're essentially asleep and when you wake up the first thing you realise is that you're hanging yourself. So Audi Heli fights to live and then the lift doors close and what we've learned now is that if you return before you exit the lift, they stay as the version they were when they switched, so when the elevator first goes down. So that means essentially Audi Heli is conscious when she returns to the office level and that's where Mark finds her and manages to hold her in position until Mr. Grainer can take her down. I wonder if this means that Heli outside will now look for the Audi version of Mark. Uh, Also, uh, you know, like, do they already know each other? I, I don't know about that. You can't really tell who knows each other outside and inside but uh, it's an interesting uh, situation to suddenly be thinking about and then you know uh, you know we're often at war within ourselves but rarely does one aspect of our lives want to murder the rest of us so anyway Heli is taken away and when she returns she might be in shock but she is also now even more inspired to not only escape Lumon but also revenge on her Audi self and who can blame her that version of her that lives free out in the real world has already stated her disdain for her work life any completely disregarding her feelings and emotional stability you know and that is if that video is true like we just don't know all I can say is whatever happened outside must be pretty awful for Heli to consign a part of her life to Lumon Uh, I'm guessing everyone in the office is dealing with some sort of trauma, as we know Mark is, and I'm guessing more will be revealed as the season progresses. 
It'd be interesting to know, uh, you know, someone like Dylan who seems to fantasize about a pretty exciting life uh, outside. I wonder if something uh, quite uh, uh, awful on a, like maybe his wife uh, cheated on him or something like that. Like I can't quite work out what his trauma is, but uh, he is a very interesting character to kind of uh, ponder about. Uh, Irving is turning out to be even more interesting. Uh, there is something going on there, as he at first appears to be nothing more than a company man, a zealot for Lumen, if you will. He is constantly quoting the great leaders and the rules, but his doubts are creeping in from the sides of his psyche and intruding through his subconscious. We see Irving inhabit that world between awake and dreaming, you know, when he looks like he's about to goes off and that's when he sees uh, black ooze seeping through the walls and the ceilings and the man that that black ooze is giving me some sweet x-files vibes to tell you the truth i love it uh this is around the time that he begins to wonder why the divisions are separated and you know, he's wondering what is actually going on with this world. And I wonder if this is because on the outside, he's in a relationship with Christopher Walken's character, Bert. Irving reacts to the truth about the number of people working down at O&D, the way a lover reacts to a small betrayal. Yet, like all lovers, they return to a level of intimacy that is uncommon amongst strangers. And all it takes is one apology from Bert. And soon they are bonding over the painting that haunts this episode. Uh, by the way, this is just a dumb thing, but uh, when I was talking about this to uh, a friend who's also watching Severance, and I was talking about Burton Irving, uh, saying it out loud sounded a lot like Burton Ernie to me. <laughs> Two male pals who share a house and a bedroom, a bit separate beds, always separate beds. So I, I feel like if Bert comes in with a rubber ducky, we know <laughs> I'm onto something. Was it Bert or was Ernie? It was Ernie at the rubber ducky. But anyway, I, I digress. Uh, Mark is becoming more fascinating with each week as Pete pointed out you can hide the pain but it never leaves you the pain seems to be haunting Mark in both places now he is so disturbed by the heli situation he suggests they let her go but instead he is reprimanded for this decision and the blame is placed at his feet Mark does his best in attempting to show compassion which he fails terribly <laughs> the, the, the compassionate eyes was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time I've, I've been in that situation <laughs> where someone's trying to show compassion and you're like oh mate you, like just I kind of prefer it when you've got cold eyes and <laughs> then when you try to make the effort <laughs> Uh, but the good thing is is that we know Mark is compassionate when he isn't following the rules. He is human. He attempts to win Heli over with the map, and then he helps Heli escape Ms. Casey's watchful eye so they can talk. This leads them further into Lumen, into dark places only that uh, can be illuminated when you step into each section. This is like they're journeying further into the subconscious. And while that comes across as a metaphor, it, it turns out it... it perhaps works physically as well. So, look, I'm trying to avoid too much theorizing for two reasons. One is I want to hear other people's thoughts without giving away too many of mine. And secondly, I don't have time to record a 27-hour podcast a week because once you start with this show, you might never stop. You know, you may remember from The Watchmen uh, season one, when that season started, I was like, holy moly, what have I <laughs> bitten off? But also theorizing too much means that you can... Um, 
you can become tied to a theory, you know, and uh, that can accidentally, well, that can lead accidentally to being disappointed when it's not uh, what you thought it was going to be. So, so I'm trying to keep the theorizing to a minimum, but this one was just a little bit too tasty. So anyway, I was checking out uh, uh, online some uh, stuff and a friend, uh, I was, sorry, I was speaking specifically to a friend who then sent me a link to something. And um, it turns out the Lumon Center looks like a brain with a chip in the middle. Uh, not something I had noticed before. So walking down suddenly into the subconscious as a metaphor in this looks like a physical reality. So my friend and I were bouncing back and forth and uh, we came across the Kia Egan quote, I walked into the cave of my own mind and there I tamed them. Should you tame the tempers as I did mine, then the world should come as but your appendage. So that's a interesting quote and if you consider that pd's map was titled mine there's an optics and design section and that's all kind of physical and then you kind of think about the work that mark and his team conduct and it kind of makes little sense but i got to a point where you know it was look at the numbers and you'll just get a feeling for them and even heli jewelry isn't a gift you give just once It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You know, that one time that she kind of applied herself to the job, even she had that moment where she felt the fear of certain numbers. And no one could really explain how it worked. So that got me to thinking, well, if this is like a massive mind, if this is a is a big brain and they're, they're building something here, I wonder if Mark and his team are building the subconscious. Because how, how would you build the subconscious? That always seems to be the aspect of AI that is beyond us. And... Uh, and, you know, if you've ever seen uh, the the paintings that are developed or the images that are developed from so-called AI dreaming, it is terrifying. So I wonder if they're building uh, the subconscious. And so that made me do a little bit of research uh, again. And I looked up the meaning of the word Lumon and I found this. This word seems to have its origins in the Cebuano language, which is the Austronesian language spoken in the southern Philippines. And the translation for Lumon is go along and live together. So in the social aspect of the word, it means to cooperate or pretend to cooperate. It can also mean to perform an action, to keep on working, and it can also translate into moving forward, passing by, time marches on, etc. Move forward in a metaphorical way, essentially. 
So this kind of brought me to this next thought. And uh, one of the things I noticed, uh, and my friend had the same thing. So, uh, by the way, I'm just referring to them as my friend because you, you don't know them. They're, they're not a comedian or anything like that. But um, anyway, Damien. Damien's his name. Anyway, uh, Damien and I were discussing it. And he also had something that I had, which was uh, when I first heard the goats, I thought they were babies crying because I was thinking about, uh, wasn't it Helly who heard a baby crying? I think in the... Uh, I should look this up before I mention it. But yeah, I think um, she heard a baby crying. And so that's uh, what I first heard. And then when I saw that it was baby goats, and I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. I just figured I misheard it. But it was funny that we had both both misheard that. So uh, anyway, looking online, it turns out there were uh, quite a number of people who heard the same thing. So Let's uh, take into account the strange room with the man feeding the baby goats, who is weirdly possessive and worried about them being taken away too soon. Uh, I just wonder if you can trust what was happening in that scene. Because all of that all of that journey was very weird. And this is a show about perception. And, you know, we had two different versions of the painting. We have all the stories that are bouncing back and forth between the two uh, divisions. And look... That man being upset about the baby goats being taken away too early. Maybe he's a vegan, <laughs> you know. Maybe he's just a good guy who just uh, is a bit worried about the goats. But what if they're not goats but young children, right? Imagine if they're anywhere from 6 to 12 months old. And so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe if the Lumon space is a big brain, maybe they're trying to create artificial intelligence. But artificial intelligence, what does that achieve? So I'm wondering if it's not just a separate AI, but a form of intelligence that can be imprinted, perhaps with the minds of Egan and the forebears. Like, it's it's strange that there's this long history of all these different Egans, and uh, maybe, maybe they want to bring them back. So, But to do so, you would have to make certain you have an artificial brain that can not only think but it can also dream, it can be human, and that's the only way the process will work. And maybe part of the chip in the worker's brain stops them from seeing everything the way they should. So, as I said, we saw the games with the painting, uh, the perception in this place is constantly at flux. And if they're children, maybe they're being grown and ready to be imprinted with not only these artificial brains, but also this rich lineage of people who we talk about being dead, but maybe they're not dead at all. And if you think that's insane, and I would fairly, uh, you know, be on your side to say that they're insane, uh, just remember, what are baby goats called? Kids. There you go. So anyway, uh, I feel like I'm getting back into our season one segment. I spend too much time alone. But I could be way off, but that is the theory that I've had the most fun entertaining this week. And uh, I don't want to get too lost in theory. I just want to kind of enjoy what plays out before me, I am loving Mrs. Coble and her devious ways, and uh, Patricia Arquette is so wonderful. I, I just love her so much, and she's just fantastic. I, uh, I, I don't know. She's the all-knowing evil that we suspect, or is she severed in a way that she doesn't realise either? Like severed in quite a different way. Like I, I wonder if everyone has gone through the same process. She does appear to be acting out in her own big boss way. So that's kind of similar to the way Mark's uh, beginning to react as well. Uh, I love Dylan, and I 
as I said before, I have a terrible feeling uh, that something very awful happened to him outside, judging by his fantasies to make his workplace better. And he does appear very jumpy, doesn't he? Like when Bert comes in and he pulls out his stapler like it's a gun. And he seems very jumpy when he sees Bert bouncing around in that room. Uh, does Miss Casey just want to do her job or is there something about Helly that has her so attentive? Is this possibly another outside relationship that their innies have no idea about? Uh, something I notice in the paintings, they're red ID tags and I wonder who they are. And uh, finally, the highlight for me <laughs> is Rickon's book. Look, I'm so confused because he comes across as an absolute idiot, yet Mark's wife is smart and wise. And that is, like, that's that's a sitcom trope. So so what's going on there? Uh, look, uh, before we go further, some of the lines that made me laugh out loud were, bullies are nothing but bulls and lies, and they can't crucify you with your hand in a fist, and... A society with festering workers cannot flourish, just as a man with rotting toes can't skip. And these lines are hilarious, but they're having an effect. And considering that we know one woman called Carol became pregnant uh, as an innie, and there was the scene where Mark's sister Devon visited the pregnant woman and someone's scurrying off before we saw them, and you start to think, is Lumon everywhere? And is... Is there the potential that Rick Rickon's a genius who deliberately left the book a certain way so it would be found and taken in? Is he trying to lead a revolution from outside? Or is he just an idiot force of nature <laughs> who accidentally inspires a revolution? Rickon is a very uh, specific kind of name and uh, it has Germanic origins, which mean powerful. And I would love if Rickon is the most powerful person in this series. Uh, you know... That would just be fantastic because, once again, it's a, it's a series about perception and his initial perception is he is a tool. But maybe there's something going on. I don't know. And uh, what was going on with that crazy story about Bert with the lava as well? It might be propaganda from keeping everyone apart, but it's such a crazy story. What if there's some truth in it? Uh, to be honest, though, the question I want answered most of all, not only... Am I wondering who is calling Mark on Petey's phone? But, uh, geez, they must be wrapped with the battery life. Like, that phone has been uh, hanging in there. So, good on that phone. Uh, whoever's calling Petey must be frustrated that he's not answering, but also be wrapped that the battery life is so good. Anyway, uh, I am going to uh, upload the script now at the Patreon site. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton underscore big squid that's patreon.com forward slash justin hamilton underscore big squid you don't have to be a member to leave your comments and thoughts i'm going to leave this open to everyone and the script will be there if you want to read it but uh, basically this is now going to be the place where you can go if you have watched the show and want to discuss it and not worry about spoilers uh, we were doing that on the private facebook page but unfortunately the intention of that page was uh, a place where we could discuss things and then it turns out that people were still reading stuff before they had watched episodes of TV or seen movies. Uh, so I'm not doing it there anymore. Uh, so you have to go to the Patreon side to be able to uh, share your thoughts because uh, 
Because if you go there and then you get spoilers, that is 100% on you. That's not on me. And this is not a show I want to have ruined for anyone. But uh, if you are watching the show and you're listening to this podcast and you would love to share your theories with someone, well, then I'm the person who would love to hear what do you think. Uh, I'll be back uh, later this week. We have a double Space Podacy episode uh, to celebrate our 50th episode of this season and we have the fabulous Adam Richard returning with Ben Elwood and we're doing a two-part Space Podacy episode about the movie Dread that came out about 10 years ago, like the 10-year anniversary. So that will be later this week. Also, uh, keep an eye out for the blog. It is not up just yet. It will, like I, this podcast is going up on the 14th. I'm guessing the blog will be available tomorrow from the 15th. And uh, I'm doing something a little bit different. Uh, I won't tell you what it is. I'll give you a hint. Basically, I am fucking sick of lists. <laughs> I really hate lists. I'm just sick and tired of things coming out and everything has to be a list and everything has to be the best and the worst. And like, it just kind of reduces the enjoyment of things to to arguments. That's what it does. So anyway, I was discussing this with uh, Ben yesterday. We were bitching about lists. And uh, anyway, came up with this idea and it will be in the blog. So keep keep an eye out for a blog not written by me, but by someone else, when I say someone else, I am making quotation marks as I say this, and that someone else is going to be Frank McQueen. So uh, <laughs> you can find that over at bigsquidpod.com, and uh, that'll be available from uh, the 15th of March. All right, I hope you're enjoying Severance as much as I am. Thanks for tuning in to this Squid Bit. Until then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.